Hello guys, and welcome back to the Monsters Behind the Masks, a Carnaval miniature game podcast, and I am your host, my name is Dario, and first of all, in this episode, I have to apologize, because two, maybe three weeks of delay mm, is way too much between the first to the second episode, so bear with me, family and real life have their needs, and I cannot understand why those needs are always between me and my hobby, they stand between. It's unbearable, it's impossible, <laughs> unforgivable. Anyway, let's move on to today's uh, episode. Welcome, cari signori, welcome to the city of the Enending Carnevale. Welcome to Venezia, but be aware, there are monsters behind the masks. <laughs> Welcome back guys, and now, how do you do? How was your hobby progress during these weeks? I have to say that I got some spare time, very little time uh, every day, maybe 15 to two, half an hour, 15, 15 minutes to half an hour to paint. And I am very glad because I finished my guild. My guild is full painted and I am so proud of it. Usually I am very slow. I am, I am a bad painter. I can keep things half done for months but not this time because i love this game i love playing this game and i am i am lucky enough to to say that i played another game for the campaign that we are playing in venezia at the magazzino of santa marina the game club where i go to play carnevale and it's in venice so it's incredible i played my guild against my good friend jacopo's patricians and uh, it was a very very rough game guys the game we played was the first mission of patricians campaign and uh, the mission was party interrupted a patrician party is interrupted wow by uh, an opponent gang the opponent gang was mine of course and jacopo's uh, patricians were caught uh, in the middle of their party, ready to leave and to start a bloody mascherata. And so, uh, Nobile Homo Jacopo Foscarini, who is incidentally the name of my opponent, was to defend his home palazzo from my terrifying guild. The game was a bloodbath. The, the patricians cannot leave cannot go farther than eight inches from their home uh, while my my forces can uh, deploy on uh, two different uh, borders of the of the of the board and it ended uh, actually in a bloodbath you can read uh, the battle report uh, on my facebook page monsters behind a mask and you can also read that on the carnevale fan page uh, mm, facebook page 
it was amazing. Anyway, Jacopo is a great opponent uh, when we really had a, a very fun time. And my guild, uh, even if it was uh, totally murdered by that snob patrician, patricians, my guild came out victorious. I am quite proud of it. Jacopo is a tough opponent, really. Good, good game. Good game, Jacopo. Thank you very much. But now, how was your hobby progress? I really don't know if your country is experiencing lockdown. What can I say is that we had three months closed in our homes and it, it wasn't easy at all. So I want to share with you something that uh, people say in Venice during uh, rough times. That is Duribanki. Duribanki means in uh, the Venetian culture what we see on the t-shirts with the keep calm and carry on. It's a motto, it's uh, a way to say don't lose your hope. This is an art time, but we'll, we, will go, we will go on. Things will go better than, uh, than now. And it comes from when Venice was uh, a naval power and, was, uh, and its fortune was bonded to the galleys. And uh, just a moment before galleys uh, were going to ram uh, an, open, uh, an enemy ship, the horseman master shouted to the horseman, Duri ai banchi, that means uh, hold tight to the, to the benches, leave your horse and hold tight to the benches, brace for impact. And so this expression survived uh, the Mosserine uh, Republic of Venice. It's incredible, it's amazing. And so guys, if you are experiencing tough times, Duri banchi, you can do that. I would now like to talk to you about the new stuff that is coming out for Carnevale. TT Combat a couple of weeks ago made uh, a little leak about uh, some new mysterious figure that will be probably re released uh, next year. We don't know much about that, but the week, one week ago, they published the profile and uh, released the new miniature of a gifted character Zovena Vela aka Pyro Elsa <laughs> this girl according to the lore is uh, a Spanish girl that after developing gifted powers about fire and uh, fireballs and self-immolating had to flee from her family because uh, her powers were uncontrollable that's why parallels actually and uh, she came to Venice and now works only for herself actually the sculpt is beautiful um, the artwork behind the sculpt is gorgeous I really like it I really like the concept that they developed uh, this miniature after the story behind uh, this character uh, she fled, she was a rich girl, so she has got uh, a rich dress but it's all burnt away like has hair, like has skin 
and she is also wearing a, a city guard great coat like uh, she has stolen one from a city guard maybe after she ignited him I don't know actually but possibly it can be and now she roams Venice and we don't know why yet because she will be key as City Comet wrote on uh, its website she will be key in the upcoming Venice campaign Blood on the Water that will come out next year probably and then uh, the profile of the girl is quite interesting she is clearly a glass cannon she is very very powerful on the offensive side but incredibly weak on the defensive stat line she has only 10 life points with 3 protection is not so much okay she has got 5 dexterity so dexterity 5 means that she can avoid more or less uh, the half of the incoming attacks but with 10 life points and 3 protection she won't last long she has to hit hard and run away and she is quite good at running away because she has got pickpocket that helps, that helps you to gain some will point and steal some from uh, someone else and slippery 3 pay with the dexterity 5 she can go mm, she can uh, slip away quite easily actually I'm really curious about uh, this character I of course order the miniature as soon as as soon as possible mm, I like I like this uh, the concept uh, I like the miniature itself I want to play her and maybe who knows in a fully uh, gifted gang I would love to to play her in a gifted gang yes of course and now for a better analysis of her potential I think that the best place to go is the community combat community because uh, you can say you can uh, read the rules and you can read the story and uh, the mm, tactical tips that the TT Combat community can give you. It's very insightful actually. They got a couple of uh, interesting ideas about using this girl in your games. Give her a try and grab the miniature is an exclusive one so I don't know how long it will last. It is the exclusive miniature actually for 2021 but uh, since uh, we're living uh, strange times uh, TT Combat decided to release uh, this girl uh, earlier and to keep her on the market for a little bit longer so grab her paint her post your painted works remember that sharing your your painted miniatures first of all can help you improve the quality of your job and then it can inspire other people so the community will grow will benefit from your experience maybe you can inspire someone with a, a color scheme a combination of colors maybe a particular technique why not I find always in, interesting to take a look at other, other people's miniatures 
and uh, I love it. But now, I wish to move on through core of this episode. As I said in the, th in the introduction, this episode is all around getting started with Carnevale, so mm, bear with me and uh, forgive me, uh, but uh, I will start assuming that you are a totally uh, newcomer to the miniature war game and miniature world. So, uh, veterans, please bear with me. Newcomers, welcome to Venezia. Let's start with a little with a little insight about getting started with Carnevale. First of all, when you open the TT Combat shop, what you see? You see, of course, a lot of miniature games. Go to Carnevale, of course. And I am working with my, uh, my personal computer just in front of me to help you uh, in the best way possible. There is a getting started uh, tab on your left. And there are a lot of products, actually four. The first thing that you see is the Carnevale two-player starter box for 65 pounds. More or less 72, 75 euros, it depends. And it is, in my opinion, the best possible buy that you can purchase to start playing Carnevale, even if you're not interested in the Guild and the Rashar, the two starter gangs that are inside this uh, starter box. And now I am explaining why. Because this box is a very good deal in any in uh, under any point of view if you want to play actually the guild or the rashar the starter gangs are solid they give you lots of models that you are going to use anyway even if expanding the starter gangs and the value of the box itself is very good for 65 65 uh, pounds you got Rulebook, dice, a gondola, the Venetian district, uh, caravan accessories, and uh, Venetian buildings, uh, the cardboard one, of course. Only, the, only those uh, products, uh, if you buy them separately, uh, cost about £62. So for £3 more, you got two starter gangs that are not the regular starter gangs. I mean, uh, regular starter gangs. Uh, are about 75 more or less 75 ducats each uh, those starter gangs of the guild and the russia are 100 ducats actually the guild is uh, 95 but you will always buy the gondola so you got 100 ducats of uh, fully playable gangs and about the miniatures they are way easier to assemble uh, carnival miniatures come uh, in resin so maybe for newcomers are not always uh, so simple to manage in the first in the very first time because mm, you have maybe to have to you have to wash them you have to make a little preparation nothing difficult nothing difficult at all but maybe you need a little bit of experience or a little bit of guidance there is no difficulty about it anyway you go to youtube and you uh, or, go, or Google how to uh, prep a, a resin miniature. It's full of tutorials, there is no problem at all. But the starter gangs in the two player starter sets set actually 
are a single piece. You are, uh, you are not required to um, assemble them. They are gorgeous and they are uh, monoblock. I don't know how to say. Uh, they are cast in a single piece. So you have only to glue them to the bases and you are ready to play in no time, literally no time. One additional feature that I really love about the two-player starter set is that it comes with some nice reference sheet that you can always print from the TT Combat website. No problem about that. But you, in this way, you already have them when printed on a nice cardboard. And you have a little feature that you are not going to find anywhere else. There is a little introductory campaign aimed to teach you how to play Carnevale in literally no time. I Now, I don't remember correctly if it's six or eight different missions, but they are totally aimed to help newcomers to any kind of miniature game and teach them to play Carnevale. I mean, the first mission is incredibly simple. Is uh, just aimed to teach you how to move your miniatures on the board. You got a couple of citizens for the guild, and you got a less rugdru and a sleigh for the rashar. You have to avoid. You must avoid the contact with the enemy. So you must learn how to move, how to jump, how to swim, how to climb. It's easy. It's very easy. You go to the section of the manual and you take a look to the action, action move. Easy. This is the word. And mission after mission, they put in something more to help you understand how the game works. And literally is a little gem, in my opinion. Very nice. Very well done. Speaking about the gangs in the two-player starter box, for the guild, you have, as a leader, a Capo de China. Capo de China is a, a sample in uh, the Carnevale world. It's beautiful. It's rich of charisma. And I like it. I like it a lot when playing because uh, it gives you a very dynamic play style. You are not uh, bonded to, to the ground. You want to, uh, to jump. You want to use to use its extreme high agility to perform your tricks and to hit the, when you can damage the most, actually, is, uh, I'm, in my opinion, quite a glass cannon anyway. His uh, protection, protection is quite low. His dexterity is high enough to avoid a lot of incoming damage, but don't rely only on its dexterity to try to avoid uh, to avoid uh, uh, damages and uh, wounds. Mm, it won't last. It won't last. Unfortunately, we had only three dice of protection. Mm, any any incoming damage will will maim your poor your poor leader. Anyway, mm, you, you got two heroes that are two. They are two fishermen. Luckily enough, just before uh, yes, just before the starting of the lockdown, uh, TT Combat decided to put uh, on uh, their website uh, the possibility to buy any single miniature 
in the Carnevale range. Uh, before that, if you wish to buy the fisherman or that particular sculptor, Capodicina, Gondolier or Citizen, you had to buy the whole set. Now you can uh, buy the single miniature. Of course, it's a little bit pricier than buy the whole set, but if you need just that miniature, that miniature, why not? Anyway, I said, uh, I was saying that uh, you find here two fishermen. Now, fisherman is a, a good character, is a good hero. He comes with a common point. Uh, we'll talk about this in the next episodes. But it's a solid medium leader. It's not as not remotely as strong as a Capodicino or as a true bruiser, but he can stand its ground against the largest foes that you can fight in Venice under the rent light. Yes, because uh, the fisherman comes with an ability called Hunter and it gives an additional Bon and gives additional bonuses against uh, bigger foes so use and abuse that ability against the starter starter uh, rashar gang you are going to face a lot of monsters you must kill them all and free the canals of venice from their aberrations now let's move on you got four citizens usually four citizens uh, in my opinion it's a lot Unfortunately, they can't do much standing by themselves. They are quite weak. Their, their stats are, mm, are not on the strong side, actually. But they are cheap. And four of them actually can accomplish something if they help each other. Because they got a very strong ability that is called Union. Union means that if uh, your citizen is in base contact with other two uh, friendly characters or the enemy is in contact with two friendly characters when you attack with your citizen you got a plus one attack the bonus is nothing to write home about but it's a nice addition isn't always like a spending a will point to boost your attack and it's free 10 ducats for a citizen is not that bad of course you cannot expect them to do Mm, incredible things usually they die in rows but they are cheap and uh, the the best thing that you can uh, obtain from them is uh, to out activate your opponent i mean activating during the turn uh, during the round uh, your citizens before the the true hitters of your gangs uh, uh, will give you a little advantage on uh, your opponent. And now, the last but not least, the gondolier. The gondolier is uh, an hidden gem in my opinion. The bladed whore that is wielding uh, is a very nice weapon. Oh yes, it is uh, quite, accurate, quite accurate and uh, very mean <laughs> if you receive it on the blade at the end of course and uh, the the gondolier is a, I, I think it's a force multiplier I mean that is uh, its ability uh, expen expert horsemen uh, something like that 
means that the gondolier can deploy in water, can deploy on board of a gondola, allows you to buy an additional gondola. Usually your cap is one piece of equipment on your gang. We'll talk about the equipment and uh, uh, stuff like that in later episodes. Sorry if I go too fast on them, but is take it as it is. You can buy an additional gondola when you when you have a gondolier on your side. And the gondolier, since its job is to uh, sail the gondola, is actually very good at it. He can always roll all failed roll dice for the roll actions. It's not bad because you can carry uh, another character with you. So speeding up and uh, play into the canals is not bad at all. Actually, it's very good. Usually, I don't uh, I don't play any game without a gondolier and a gondola when I play guild. Is it's nice and it's strong and the gondolier itself can do a lot. Now let's move on to the Rashar. Our friend Rashars are led by a Magi Rashar. Magi Rashar is not so easy to master because he is uh, the best mage in the game at this time. He's really strong. He's really strong because he knows a lot of uh, lot of spells and uh, he can cast those spells reliably he has a linchpin in uh, in this force overall uh, this rasha gang one uh, one magic rasha two ugdru one radru and three slaves is uh, very focused on the aquatic part of the game because on land rasha are usually slow uh, with a movement of three, for example, the Radru, the, the, the biggest monster, is, uh, is very slow. Uh, usually figures move four to five inches. Three inches is not that good. And dexterity for the monsters is nothing stellar at all. But in water, they are incredibly dangerous. They cannot be drowned, for example, because, of course, they breathe water. And uh, they, since they are bigger, usually bigger than you, uh, they got advantages in trying to grapple and drown opponents. Their stats, their combat stats, so uh, attack, protection, uh, are high. They throw a lot of dice when they attack you. And they hurt a lot. They hurt a lot. Now, the Major Shark can help you to get the most out of uh, this little seven models gang. He knows, he knows a lot of spells, as I said, five, five spells. Can, he can choose his spells out of three different disciplines. He can choose from Blood Rites, Ruse of Sovereignty and Wild Magic. The abilities that uh, he, had, he has are um, Fast Swimmer, like most of the Rashar have. The Water Creature, he breathes water, of course. Mage 3, that means that he knows three spells. And Expert Sorcerer 2. This is key for this, for this character, because Expert Sorcerer 2 means that you know two additional spells, 
and you can roll up to two dice when uh, you, roll, you cast uh, your spells so he is a monster when he needs to when you need uh, a mage magida shard is the best that you can that money can buy believe me and uh, the three different uh, disciplines that you can choose from give you a lot of flexibility there is one problem in this they give they give you too much flexibility in my opinion as a as a newcomer you have to practice a little bit to master the magita shark because it's very fragile mm, he is a uh, health points uh, are uh, not so many his dexterity is good its protection is just average and you have no means to protect you and is a linchpin to your gang so your opponent knows that if the magical shard dies everything is going to be easier and it's a, it has usually a big big target painted on its chest so you have to learn how to use your magical shard and how to protect the magical shard itself because it's very strong and your opponent knows it Anyway, let's talk about the Radru. The Radru is the only hero that you got in the starter, uh, two-player starter set gang for the Rasha. Radru is tough. <laughs> He's very tough. He got a lot of life points, a lot of protection. Its attack is devastating, and uh, its weapons are really, really reliable to take out your opponents, your enemies. It's a set of abilities. It's strong. Uh, okay, fast swimmer. Good because you move three. With a fast swimmer two, you can move five inches in while in water. It's strong, really strong. And uh, fear one. Good. Usually the average character is not uh, has not a high value of mind. So the ability to possibly reroll all all your attack dice, all your failed attack dice, it's terrifying because you can dish out without you expending will seven damage without problem and uh, the, the last one is berserk berserk is incredible first of all because what what does berserk do if you got at the start of your activation five or less health point you gain one more action point and one more attack Wow, on the Radru, mm, think about a monster that can literally move, make an attack of opportunity with 6 attack, with a value of 6, possibly rerolling all of them with a fear ability, and make this 3 times. It can tear anything. And you've got some nice trick to pull out the Berserk if needed and the, that is thanks your magical shot if you need you can try to trigger the berserk ability using the blood rights spell bloodlust that actually damage the, the spell damages you uh, by one life point but you gain plus three attack so if you manage to uh, cast the spell with the magical shard 
inflicting one damage and so uh, bringing your Radru from six hit point to five at the start of, it, of its activation the Radru will go berserk gaining plus four attack and three action points to spend I mean plus four attack it means that Radru will will roll nine dice nine dice with plus two at his damage and possibly the roll by fear mm, it will uh, kill anything I think it will kill anything with uh, with those dice and now let's move on to the real bread and butter I think of this uh, starter gang the two lesser Ugdru lesser Ugdru it's a character that I like a lot it's not incredible I mean uh, he, he had uh, the less, lesser, lesser Udru have not uh, incredible abilities. Okay, fast swimmer too and water creature, um, quite a standard in the uh, Russian stables. But their their values, their stats are incredibly solid. Dexterity four, good. Mm, it's average, not bad. Attack five, it means a lot. Attack five is a lot of dice for an henchman. Protection 5, they are tough, with 13 life points, they are really tough. Mine 3, okay, mm, is not bad, mm, not good, not bad. And they close, while they have a range of 0, so they they must be, their Ugdru must be in base contact with the, the, the opponent. I got a penetration of minus 1, you can use them when in water, because they are aquatic. So, you have got a lot of dice to roll. And uh, for just 60 ducats, that is not too much, in my opinion. You got a really solid henchman. You can feel you can feel multiple uh, Udru without uh, any worries because they can achieve a lot. And finally, three slaves. Poor slaves. Slaves are bad. <laughs> Do not expect them to fight or to survive but fighting and surviving is not what you are buying slaves for you are buying them just to feed your monsters with slaves because they got a little ability uh, called feast for Dagon it means that if uh, the slave ends its activation in base contact uh, with a monster you may remove the poor slave to replenish five life points to your monster. It's it's good. They cost only seven ducats, so three of them it's twenty-one ducats, and you can give a lot of durability to your your monsters. They are not meant to go in combat with really anything. They got terrible dexterity 3, 2 attack, 2 protection, they are naked, uh, they are chained, how can they possibly fight? But the Magic Shah doesn't care about it, they are a snack for its monsters. And so, it will be snacks on legs. Ah, okay, now, uh, what are my thoughts about these, uh, these two gangs? They are good, they are very balanced, against each other mm, this this is about uh, i am talking uh, actually more about the guild 
than the Rasha. Because I think that you play if you play guild two hunter two sorry two fishermen are usually too much. Just one fisherman can uh, do its job against monsters, uh, against big base creatures. Two maybe is too much. But 100 ducats, they are 100 ducats gangs. So if you want to remove a fisherman uh, to save those uh, 14 points, I don't remember how many ducats they cost, and scale down to 75 to play against uh, your, your friend who bought another starter set. Do that without worries. So, if you want to play the 75 standard starter gang uh, point value, you play your Capo de China, you play your Fisherman, you play a Gondolier with his gondola, you play two citizens, I've got five characters like anybody else plus one gondola. That is nice. It's nice because, it's nice because you gain uh, mobility, and uh, with your uh, Fisherman, you gain one command point. Not bad, not bad at all. While on the recharge side, you can uh, downscale just dropping the Radru. Radru is very, very strong but incredibly expensive. But you can uh, play the Magic Rashar with no problem. Uh, two lesser Ugdru and two slaves to feed the Ugdru. Your Magic Rashar can push your lesser Ugdru to high peaks of efficiency using maybe the blood magic to to empower them uh, or uh, the rules of sovereignty to help overcome the slow movement using the simple country but the sheriff maybe that is the most basic spell of this discipline without spending will you are uh, reliably uh, help your gang to move faster because they it gives uh, additional uh, additional move actions, and you can heal them. Uh, can uh, maybe uh, hurt your enemies with uh, wild magic. So you got a lot of possibilities. The dif the difficult here is to master the Majrashar, as I said. But now you are not interested at all in the contents of the two two player starter set because you don't like cardboard real legs. You don't like the mat. It, no problem. Everybody make their personal choices. You wish to start using a, a, a different starter set. So let's browse the TT Combat uh, Carnevale website and let's see what the different factions have as starter set. So let's start. Let's start with something easy. The guild. Let's say that. If you're interested in the guild, even splitting the box, the two-player starter box, starter box is better, in my opinion. But if you want to try something different, then uh, the starter box, as I say, the starter gang is actually very interesting. Because you got the Capo Decino, you got two heroes, the Butcher and the Barber, and you got two citizens. Now, what can we do with those guys? Capodicina, as I said, is a very versatile, it's a combat-oriented leader, must be protected. You must understand when is the right moment to use him, because he needs attention. 
in its experience you must learn when is the good timing to to use your capo de china there you got then two heroes the barber and the butcher butcher is very straightforward is resistant is tough mm, here he has got uh, uh, just one uh, good ability that is expert protection that allows you to reroll uh, your uh, two sorry two failed uh, protection protection rolls every time you are hurted is not bad not reliable uh, but not bad my butcher i played the, the butcher only once actually <laughs> and he died badly and then he got brawler brawler helps you uh, if you come against two or more opponent you got a little bonus to your attack value not bad it's a bonus 14 ducats mm, probably is expensive but it's not bad then let's take a look at the barber 15 ducats 15 ducats is a good price for its profile it's got 5 dexterity and 5 move it's good the best part of the the barber profile stat card is the penetration minus two on his straight razor he wants to cut your beard and not not only your beard because he got expert offense two and first strike two engage two he wants to go in the thick of the fight and starting to cut throats and he does it very well then the two citizens mm. Citizens, I spent too many words about them, and only two citizens is not that good, in my opinion. I actually used these starter gang box to bolster my forces. And I bought it after the two player starter set, and I converted my Capotecina in a Barone, uh, another character. Mm, I use actually the Barber and the Butcher as they are and the two additional citizens were converted in an arbalester and a recruiter that are an henchman quite advanced but useful with a very powerful crossbow and a recruiter that bolsters your high number of citizens actually because now i've got four citizens and uh, two more that i converted okay uh, what else about now let's talk about the Rashar. Rashar's Alter Gang comes with a Magic Rashar, then a Lesser Rukdru. We know those characters very well. Two slaves to feed your monsters and an Aglaope. The Aglaope is difficult in my opinion, but very rewarding because she uh, in the mythology is uh, a siren a mermaid that uh, tried to lure uh, sailors to the rocks but now our Aglaope is a quite skilled bane uh, not a good fighter not at all uh, her stats are quite on the low side but her magical abilities are good are not they are not sludge at all uh, mage one okay but uh, the little Aglaope for only 15 ducats give, gives you access to the Faith Wavering and Wild Magic Disciplines 
Faith Wave Reader actually is very interesting because it can help you fill the gaps that are left uh, by your magical shard choices. The cheapest spell you can cast is the country of stars with the Faith Wave Ring. And you may reroll the destiny dice once until the start of the Aklaopec next activation. It's not bad at all, but the best spell that you can find in the Fate Wavering Discipline, in my opinion, is the Otherworldly Oddity that allows you to turn one terrain feature in an, in an impossible terrain. In some missions, this element can be key. For example, if you cast that, uh, that spell on a bridge, you force your enemies to jump, so risking to fall or to, mm, to jump into water and so helping you because you want, you want your enemies to be in water. You are always the strongest in water. So this little aglope for only 15 ducats can give you some nice tricks to help your starter gang. It's not easy to master because it's quite fragile, but she can be rewarding. Now, let's talk about some other gangs. For example, we will continue with the Patrician. I love the Patrician starter gang. Meteors are gorgeous, literally gorgeous. And you've got a really, really solid starter gang. They are extremely straightforward. They want to beat you hard. To beat you the, with the, the most possibly force they can, uh, that, that they can uh, express. The Venetian noble, the leader of this gang, is a true combat monster. He is really, really, really a combat monster. He, he, is, uh, he is fast. He is uh, uh, skilled. He has uh, ranged capabilities. And you have not to underestimate the ranged capabilities of a, of a Venetian noble. Uh, has lot of, a lot of attack, a lot of protection. Uh, he has got parry too. That is incredibly useful. Uh, expert offense, brawler, engage. They can do anything. They can do really anything. The Venetian nobles are monsters. And their command ability helps them to survive even longer. At the, exp at the expenses of their poor henchmen. No problem. He, he is a snob, so any anybody else is a lowborn for him. His command ability is really strong because he allows uh, to gain expert protection if his henchmen stay close to him. So if, if you are able to keep your Venetian noble uh, bubble wrapped uh, with your henchmen, he is safe while uh, the command ability is in play. He's really strong. Even when expanding the starter gang, Venetian noble will always find a place as your leader. Now let's move on to the Barnabotti. Uh, this gang offers you a leader in the Venetian Noble and four henchmen, two Barnabotti and two household stuff. Uh, now the Barnabotti, in the real Venice, uh, the Barnabotti existed. Actually they, they were nobles that lost everything 
accept their, their titles and so their possibility to vote in, uh, in the Venetian Republic. Mm, they sold their votes to the best offers to try to get some money <laughs> and because they were poor they moved to the parish of San Barnaba in uh, Dorsoduro, if I recall correctly, but this is not the matter of this podcast now. The Bernabotti are great henchmen. For, th for just 13 ducats you can uh, choose to fill Barnabotti with swords, and they're good swordsmen, or with a pistol. Actually, they are better at melee fighting because they got some couple of a couple of abilities that are geared towards hand-to-hand uh, -to -hand combat. They got expert offense and first strike. So this means that if they can go hand-to-hand -hand with an opponent, they can one die on their uh, attack of opportunity, and they can reroll one die every time they fight uh, in base contact with an enemy. They are quite solid, actually. Oh, last game and Abarabotti managed to kill my poor Capodicino. <laughs> I'm so sad. And the household staff. You got two sculpts here. A butler with an inferior pistol. He is a uh, nothing. No, we got nothing to say here. And then there is the frypan lady. Believe me, guys. Never, never, never underestimate the frypan lady. The household staff uh, uh, stats are average. They are humans. Nothing, nothing fancy here. But the damned, bloody frypan lady, she has got the cast iron utensil. Literally, her frying pan with a stun ability. By the stun weapon, you got a stun marker that lowers your dexterity, that lowers your attack. And it's terrible, lowers your movement. Uh, if you're stunned, it means that you're losing one point of move, dexterity and attack until the end of your next activation of the stun character, I mean. It's very strong because if you manage to stun a character that has already activated, you can focus this character with everything that you have and possibly throw in, in the water because uh, if the character starts its activation in water, it loses one, one life point. The, the girl here is just an 11 ducats uh, model. You cannot easily understand how strong this can be. I don't, really don't know why she never dies. It's crazy. She always hits against everybody. In the in the magazino game club, she always uh, hits and she always stuns. I, I hate Marisa, the fry pound lady. Uh, just a couple of words more, additional words about the household stuff. Uh, they got two abilities: companion. This means that they companion noble. Sorry, uh, this means that they share the mind value of the noble if they are in line of sight with the noble itself. Is good. Mm, nothing too fancy but good and bodyguard bodyguard ability is very strong because if an enemy character I'm reading the ability itself if the enemy character moves into base contact uh, with uh, the Venetian noble in this case uh, this character so the damned frypan lady she can immediately make 
and auto sequence move provided it comes into base she comes into base contact with the enemy and she makes an attack of opportunity this means that uh, if somebody goes toes to toe to a urbanization novel and uh, the damned frypan lady is close she moves she attacks she stuns you so you can so you can lose one attack die and one dexterity and uh, one movement if you want to slip away i don't know she's strong the household stuff is very strong a little clarif clarification uh, from uh, the carnival fan page group if you got m different or multiple multiple character characters with a bodyguard ability you have to choose only one character to do his trick you will have not a swarm of uh, household stuff uh, moving and stunning and shooting at a poor guy who is engaging your venetian robot no just one character may use the bodyguard ability now uh, the patrician are done let's talk about the doctors of the ospedale doctors starter gang comes with a plug doctor a doctor of the arsenale a warden and two madmen plug doctor is a, a good caster mage 2 universal shielding expert sorcerer fear means that this guy can be quite resilient not incredibly strong stat wise because he has a lot of force and uh, but he's a good sorcerer uh, blood rites and wild magic gives you very good offensive spells and the command ability of the plug doctors uh, states that you got penetration minus two on your weapons within three inches of the plug doctors so your own scalpels scalpel become penetration minus three is good is very good you got five command points so he's a solid leader but usually is not a frontline fighter in this particular instance of parting boxes probably you want your plug doctors leading from the front because the other bruiser that you got the the warden actually is best at protecting the doctors rather than damaging the opponent is mace uh, yes uh, has a plus on its damage and it can go berserk but uh, he has to stay close to the doctor if he wants to to do his main job that is uh, doing bodyguard and using the maze to stun your opponents so uh, a little bit of attention here has to be put to use your duo of plug doctor and warden to, to have the best possible outcome together they, they can be really strong the only problem with the doctor the plug doctor is uh, unfortunately is will of two doctors usually usually use uh, their madmen as living magical power batteries they drain the madmen will points they can use the madmen will points to fuel their own magic they can spend will points uh, on their madmen uh, as they were theirs so since the madman uh, has got uh, seven starting will points you are forced to use uh, those will points to cast your spells when they are going to finish those will points the madmen are 
downing literally they lose one life points one life point at the start of any activation if the will points are zero so a little bit of caution has, uh, has to be done using plug doctors warden and madman while the doctor of the arsenale she is good <laughs> oh yes she's a she's the through glass cannon she wields uh, one of the most powerful weapon that you can find in carnevale uh, she has got uh, the spirit cannon she can fire two modes she can uh, fire a burst that uh, is a, a blast uh, uh, that can do a massive damage over uh, over an area otherwise she can focus her spirit cannon in event and uh, make a template attack with a massive minus five of penetration can she can really dish out a lot of pain but she must use souls as ammunition so she lose one will point every time she fires her spirit cannon uh, amendment here must be always uh, be with her to drain his, his life points instead of hers even to um, spend those will points on the attacks because if you shoot with your spirit cannon you want the best possible uh, output from it you're not going to shoot it many times because your doctor of the arsenale is strong but is not tough at all she's quite fragile and uh, she wields a big weapon so your opponent will do anything to try to kill her you must protect her and use her spirit cannon in the best possible way killing as many foes as you can now let's talk let's talk about the vatican Vatican has uh, one of the most interesting uh, starter gangs in my opinion. You got an inquisitor as a leader that is a good mage, not the best one, but a good mage with a with a good range of spells to choose from. An executioner that is a frontline fighter that only wants to behead his opponents. Two priests that are fanatics with clubs that want to club you to the death, and the altar boy. Uh, a boy <laughs> who who's uh, bolstering your forces and uh, helps you to pull the most out of your offensive characters. No, the Inquisitor. Inquisitor at the first glance uh, is not so strong, I think, because uh, yes, he's got uh, Mage Three, but has nothing to help cast his spells. But you got a, a very useful universal shielding 3. That means that you are always rolling at least 3 dice when, uh, when attacked. Dexterity 5 is not bad. It's not bad for a mage, I mean. Uh, yes, attack 3 is quite on the low side, but the hands of God that your Inquisitor has, they have got a minus 2 of penetration, so they are quite reliable in to the task of uh, killing the heretics of Venezia. The very uh, juiciest part of the Inquisitor, in my opinion, is uh, his command ability, actually, for the glory of God. All friendly characters within three inches gain of expert offense two until the end of the round. This goes uh, very well with your Executioner. Executioner now is a character with five attack. An executioner acts 
that with one range, one inch of range, again, gives your opponent one uh, more evasion. But it has one, a plus one damage. Uh, with Brawler 1 and the Expert Offense 1, he wants to go toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh, with um, as many enemies as, uh, as he can. So having attack 5 with a possibility to reroll up to 3 dice with uh, the Expert Offense 1 and the additional Expert Offense 2 uh, granted by the, um, your Inquisitor is good, is strong. And uh, our good uh, executioner can do a lot of damage if he is uh, able to roll a crit. He can uh, dish out some good pain to the enemies of the church. Then uh, let's move to the henchmen of this gang, the altar boy and the two priests. Let's start with the priestess. We talk about the, the, the bloody Marisa, the fry pan lady. Okay, these two guys are more or less the same, with less charisma, of course, because they're not wielding a fry pan, but they're wielding wooden clubs, so nothing too fancy. But with expert offense one, they can possibly do uh, something good because expert offense one means you that you can reload one die per attack if you are in base contact they are good but they are even better when you think about the good boy the good alter boy that comes in this box because alter boy is not uh, a fighting character is a poorly support character. He got only two attack and two protection, so he's incredibly squish, squishy with just eight life points. But he has three command points that, can, that uh, he can spend only on its own commandability. That is pouring incense. Within six inches, you gain first strike two until the end of the round. This means that you have two additional die attack dies when you charge into your enemy these can bring your executioner up to seven dice before spending will points these can bring your priestess to five dice with stun on their clubs the altar boy is a key piece in, uh, in this gang you have to protect him because he's squishy but if used correctly, uh, if the Vatican gang can stay together, they can achieve a lot using their command abilities. And so this is all about the Vatican. Now, let's move to the Strigoi. Strigoi starter gang is, in my opinion, quite similar to the um, Patrician starter gang. You got the noble, the strigoi noble. You got the common strigoi. You got a newborn strigoi and two thralls. They mimic, I think, the the style of the patricians, but with their own um, peculiarities. I mean, the noble strigoi is very similar to the Venetian noble. Actually, is a strigoi who drunk. Uh, Venetian nobles blood, uh, very similar in uh, its uh, in its stats, 
with uh, a couple of very very good character abilities like Acrobatic 2 uh, this means that your your Noble Strigoi is a very flexible character Expert Offense 2, First Strike 1 um, give, give you the possibility to go toe to toe to anybody else and start showing uh, through his defenses last but not least the two abilities that uh, are emphasized on the Strigoi are Frenzied and Vampire Attack they are vampires after all Vampire Attacks is self-explanatory you can gain life points too in this case when you successfully wound an enemy Frenzied means that you can spend your life points as they are will points because no Strigoi have uh, any will point. Noble Strigoi, for example, has a zero. So if you want to spend will points, you are going actually to spend your life points, but you're gaining back with your vampiric attack. If you spend two life points, you go to attack seven. Seven is a lot because you got expert offense two and first strike one. So if you charge, you can go up to an eight die roll. It's uh, really a lot. And then his Blood Frenzy command ability can uh, help you increase your vampiric attack by one. So you can uh, actually go to three life points uh, gained per attack. Then the Common Strigoi. Common Strigoi is your, uh, your henchman that actually is as strong as a Nero for any other gangs. Dexterity 5, attack 4, protection 4, only 13 ducats. It's cheap. Acrobatic 1, Expert Offense 1, and Vampiric Attack with Frenzied means that you can reliably attack your enemies and, uh, and wound them with all your dice and uh, gaining back uh, some uh, life points. They are the bread and butter of the Strigoi faction, actually. Common Strigoi are reliable. Uh, they can do a lot. They can fight in water because their fangs are aquatic. Now, the Newport Strigoi, the first henchman that you're going to find is in, in this gang, he is, uh, is crazy actually because his profile is not, is not so strong. Dex 34, attack 3, protection 3 is not, not so good. His fragile fangs offers a plus 1 of uh, uh, protection to your opponent because he is an, he's a newborn. But he has got a, an ability that is called crazed. When making an command action, this character, is must, this character must always use at least one will point for the attack roll using, using the frenzied abilities, unless he got only one life point remaining. So he is always rolling at least four dice as uh, attack dies and uh, gaining uh, that, life, that life point back if the attack is uh, successful. You want to charge because you got, you got uh, first strike one, so at least uh, we, are we are talking about at least five, uh, five uh, dice rolling uh, for every attack. It's not bad. Last, we got the two thralls. Thralls can give you a little bit of flexibility uh, to your Strigoi gang. They are humans. So their profile is a classic human profile, dexterity 4, attack 3, protection 4. They are armed with clubs or crossbow. Club is good. 
is a stun weapon, so is always welcome. The crossbow has got a massive range of 33, I mean 30 inches. With the rod 1, two-handed is not reliable because three attack is not that much, but 30 inches of, uh, of range is really massive. Uh, the crossbow and the trial can um, hit enemies that are hiding, that are trying to to escape with just a couple of life, point, life points remaining. They're not bad. And you can use your trials uh, once per activation to help your vampire replenish lost life points at the cost of two. Of, uh, the trials life points I mean you lose two life points on the trial to heal two life points on the vampires these uh, enhances the ability the surviving um, survival ability of your strigoi is not bad it is uh, a starting a starter box that I really like is very well balanced I think lastly I would like to spend a couple of words about gifted gifted since they are a mercenary faction have not a starter gang in uh, the common way, in the common sense. The only box that you are going to find on the TT Combat web store for the gifted is Commedia dell'arte. It represents the traditional Italian carnevale masks where the masks overcome the will of their actors. So now the actors are no longer themselves. And uh, this box comes with five miniatures. Il Capitano, that is the only leader that you're going to find for the gifted. Il Dottore, a mage. Pantaleone, that is a close combat character armed with bombs. Colombina, that is a versatile character with a, a strong common ability that improves her stats. And uh, lastly, Brigella, who is a marksman with an impressive crossbow. Unfortunately, this gang, five-man gang, is about 100 ducats. So won't fit in a starter gang uh, battle, uh, usually 75 ducats. We have to resize our gang. So, the mandatory choice here is Il Capitano, of course, is the only leader that you can field, but is uh, impressive, is expensive like uh, every gifted, but here your ducats are well spent because you got the three action, like, a, like every other leader, 13 life points is quite solid, three will points on just on the low side, and a massive six command points. Then his stats are good, not impressive, but Quite solid, move 4, dexterity 4, that is average, 5 attack, very good, protection 5, very good, and mind 4. Here, mind actually will come in play, but I'll explain you later why. He's armed with a greatsword, with a massive range of 2 and plus 2 damage. The only downside is a 200 weapon, so a little less effective during charges, usually is not a problem. The character abilities for the Capitano uh, are Brave, useful, Brawler 1, good, Expert of 2, that is really great, and First Strike 1. 
This means that on the opportunity attack after charging, the capital will dish out six dice with uh, uh, two dice reroll. It's a lot. Uh, counting a plus two damage, he can dish out some rude pain. You will see here that uh, according to the spirit of the traditional mask, Il Capitano is only an offensive character. He doesn't care about his own safety. He's focused on the attack. But he comes with a very powerful command ability, Stage Manager. Two Flandry characters within 12 inches may make an immediate move action that cannot bring the characters in base contact with the other, uh, with the other miniatures. It's incredibly strong because the Capitano can use this ability on himself because a friendly character is the miniature itself that is using the command ability. So you can possibly move once using the command ability and then make three actions that can be moves, additional moves or charges or attacks because you cannot move into base contact using stage manager but you can come two inches away from an enemy that is incidentally the range of the greatsword think about it you're losing something because you're not using expert offense or first strike because you're not charging but you have a safe distance of two inches to wield your greatsword to a very good effect then troop leader friendly characters of the commedia dell'arte can that can draw right on side to this character gain companion so they, they share the mind value of a capitano and these is good in this particular instance usually companion is in my opinion is not so strong because mind usually is a, a characteristic that is that doesn't come in place so often but in this instance is good because the second character that we are going to put in our 75 gifted gang is il dottore il dottore is a mage not the strongest one that you can uh, find in the game, nor in the gifted in the gifted uh, uh, arsenal actually, but he's a mage too with a massive seven will points, thirteen life points, and a profile, a mostly human profile, move three, slow dexterity four, three attack protection four. Unfortunately, he comes with only mind three, so at the best, he's not a reliable mage. Mind three means that you have, uh, statistically speaking, with a difficulty of 7, just one chance on 3 dice to succeed the spell. Average-wise, you should cast a spell, but it's not guaranteed at all. Mind 4 actually helps you a lot. Il Dottore comes then mm, with 3 abilities, Brawler, Engage 3 and Mage. Brawler and, and Engage 3 they may come in use when your will point is uh, are running out and so you're going into melee and then mage 2 that is why you are buying il dottore in this gang he can take two spells from the faith wavering and wild magic now faith wavering is a, a discipline focused on support that comes with one of the strongest spells that you can find in Carnevale. And, luckily enough, this spell is easy to cast. It is otherworldly oddity. You can literally pick 
scenery piece within 12 inches from this character and a footprint of 6 inches or less that is in light on sight until the start of this character next activation that piece of terrain becomes impossible for enemies while the um, friendly character gain acrobatic so it's easier for them to overcome that particular piece of terrain uh, there are missions where maybe there is a bridge to cross in the middle of the board if you can cast the other worldly oddity on that particular bridge you force your opponents to take uh, different routes to swim in the canals so slowing them down unless they are a shot of course other worldly oddity can be really strong then there is another spell but is way more difficult to cast that is glimpse of glory pick one friendly character in line of sight that gains a parry expert offense expert marksman and expert protection to that's the level of our mage until the next activation he can really help your main characters that are il capitano and we'll see then brighella to exploit the weakness of your foes and then blessing of the sky even easier to cast and uh, you can uh, give bonuses to attack dexterity or mind to friendly characters the other mm, discipline that uh, the, the doctor that il dottore sorry has at sex too is wild magic wild magic usually is more direct uh, it offers support in form of the healing and summer vermin to actually heal friendly characters and damage enemy characters that is always good because uh, these count at the cost of only one will point and a casting value of five so it's easy to cast and cheap to cast for our dottore and then there is the getaway the gateway is huge you can do everything with the gateway you have to pick one character within one inch remove that character from the board and place that character within eight inches out of base contact on solid ground this cannot cause an attack of opportunity but you can understand how massive this is you can cast that on i say maybe il capitano and place him in melee with other characters you can uh, cast it on an enemy within one inch be careful to not be in base contact unless you wish to trigger an attack of opportunity to move the enemy character away from you or away from an objective the possibilities here are really endless it's one of the most flexible spells that you can find in the whole game and the getaway comes with a FAQ because people used to cast this spell and to put the enemy characters on the air 8 inches above their position to cause them falling damage now this is no longer uh, no longer doable because the, the target character has to be has to be on solid ground and not in the air but not bad and then the last character that you are putting in this starter gag is Brigella Brigella is way more direct than, than Il Dottore he is a marksman 
and believe me it's one of the most solid shooter that you, that you can find here in Carnevale. Only two actions with 12 life points but 4 will point, it is very good. Move 4, dexterity 5, so harder to hit than the average and better, better at climbing, swimming and so on. But here comes the juice. 5 attack dice for 19 ducats. Only protection 3 but 5 attack dice with the attrezzo crossbow that is a massive 15 inches of range and a terrific penetration minus 4 you are going to negate most of the fences of um, every other henchman and uh, probably a great number of heroes will feel the bite of the attrezzo crossbow even better because Brigella comes with expert marksman, marksman 2 so this allows him to reroll up to two dice every time he shoots and hunter if you think about brigella shooting his crossbow at a foe that has a bigger base than he has brigella shoots with a penetration of minus seven so rather you are warned this is my thoughts on how gifted band can be run in the cheapest way possible you here will meet a massive downside. You have only three characters. Usually, other gangs have got five characters in their starter boxes. Having only three is really playing on the hardcore mode because your activation uh, must be well planned at least and uh, being outnumbered here is never good. You're relying on the six command points of El Capitano to make the, the most actions possible. But then you know that you're going to be out-activated sooner or later. So here you have to focus on your objectives. And uh, if you can, remove as soon as you can the major threats because if you came bogged down you're going to die your characters here are on the fragile side Brigella has only protection 3 il dottore as well e capitano has no um, particular particular um, defensive skills and so this is for the gifted of course you can put together a gifted a 75 ducats gifted gang picking out the miniatures that you wish of course there are better combos but here we are talking about starting on the cheap side and there is nothing cheaper than a Cometa dell'arte box to start a gifted gang then guys this episode is ending I wish to thank you very much for listening listening to the monsters behind the masks as usual if you want to come in touch with me you can email at monstersbtm at gmail.com Otherwise you can uh, always follow my Instagram Monsters Behind the Masks and uh, maybe put a like on my Facebook page. If you have not already done it, please subscribe the Carnevale fan page because it is the best place if you want uh, if you are evenly remotely interested 
in this miniature game. There the guys are awesome, full of nice ideas and very supporting for your project. Then a special thank you to Donald who runs Venice by Rentlight. There is an awesome website that has a wiki incredibly useful that, is, that I used extensively to record this episode in particular. Next episode, next episode will be about dipping the toe in the rules of Carnevale the miniature game. And so will be Trading Ground in Castello. I hope to see you soon, actually sooner than this time, because this episode took, took me weeks to record and weeks to edit. But guys, summer hits hard and family has its needs. So, thank you again and uh, arrivederci a Venezia. And this time, remember, if you're in tough time, Duri Banki.